0: One of my, my top points is that I'm fast in one whole lap, and, mm. and yeah, in Moto3, Moto2, and also now in MotoGP, I, can, I am able to find the limit and to, to manage this limit for one full lap without crashing, that is also important. <laughs> <laughs> But this is strange, because when you are there uh, making this lap, uh, you are not thinking about to finish, just to finish the mm. next corner. I, I just think like, yeah, next corner, and when I finish, the next one. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, it's corner by corner, well, not right. even lap by lap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of adrenaline, I can, I can push myself, and, and also physically, I think I can push myself to, to a point that when I finish the lap, I'm destroyed. Mm. And maybe not all the riders can do this. But yeah also you need to work a lot during the weekend to try to find this limit and and you can put everything together in in Saturday.
1: Welcome to Laughs on the Breaks. If you're wondering why, hello Dennis, on you? Goodbye. If you're wondering why we're stood between two trucks and two handheld mics, we've not decided to drastically change the layout of this podcast. No, I'll tell and you what happened. this is not
2: the news at 10.
1: No, it's not the news at 10, despite my sheets as well. <laughs> Let's tell you what happened right now. Well, last week we recorded a podcast with Jorge Martin, one of the most recent winners in MotoGP. Right at the end of that interview, there was a particular press conference where a certain nine-time world champion decided he was to retire. And this week, there's no space left in the media centre for us to record an <laughs> intro and outro. So
2: welcome to Pramac. Yes, we're at the <laughs> track.
1: So yeah, for all of you just listening to that, it probably sound a little bit weird, but there's a little backstory, a bit behind the scenes. This is The Last of the Breaks podcast with myself, Matt Dunn, and Fran Wilde next to me. Fran, how are you.
2: I'm good, thank you. Excellent. Are you um, excited uh, to listen back to the podcast with Jorge Martín at any point I am indeed, yes. And I'm also excited that we're in the shade.
1: Yeah, that is the because main aspect of this. it's absolutely
2: burning Yes, here.
1: it's absolutely brilliant. We've actually just recorded next week's podcast with Eric Granado. So spoiler alert, that's the next episode. But this one, we're not going to do any questions of the week. We just want to admire the podcast blessing that has happened once again. <laughs> it's reignited. Jorge Martín came on this podcast on the Thursday before the Styrian Grand Prix And what did he do Sunday? He won it. And then, not only that, what was the main topic of the
2: conversation we talked about, Fran? Yeah, it was all just about winning, being fast. Converting that fast pace into winning. Into actually winning, yeah. So it's great. I think he did do it. He uh, very much did do it. And straight back from that injury as well and all those struggles like in Assen. Imagine on race day in Assen, you'd said the person who's going to win the next race is that guy. I know. Magic, isn't it? Incredible stuff from him. Yes. Uh, You might be able to hear,
1: actually, what we're talking about because he's only above us at some point. It depends if he's arrived yet from his home. To be fair, we're not roasting him, so I think it'd be okay. Fantastic. (laughs) No, I mean, and it was such a great chat with Jorge. He's really sort of inside. We talked a lot about resilience as well because he's come back from a lot of injuries uh, and especially... (laughs) back to the very top of MotoGP.
2: Well, for the first time on top of MotoGP. Incredible stuff. Really great race, obviously. I'm sure you've all watched that by now. Great performance. Juan Mir tried his best, but even reigning champion couldn't quite keep up with him, even at a track that's been so emblematic for Juan Mir as well. Excited to see what he can do again this weekend, but certainly incredible stuff. We saw flashes of it in Qatar already with that podium, and he did lead the majority of that race as Mm -hmm. well, but this time got the job done right to the very end as well. So basically just how great was that we are going to take some responsibility with the podcast blessing and good on you jorge it was really great to see that
1: yeah we basically were the psychologist talking through how he's going to convert that raw pace into an actual motor gp race win and he did it so basically <laughs> rider coaches 2022 for primer racing <laughs> see you there
2: hopefully the sarcasm in that is very clear and yeah. do not expect too much of us in that way but yeah thanks very much for joining us hope you enjoy our chat with jorge martin i think it's a really good one interesting one and super relevant now he's taken that maiden Motor gp win so take it away jorge um as previously discussed the first question is very serious jorge welcome how Thank was you. your summer break how are you feeling? Obviously, some injury struggles. You ready to go now? Second half.
0: Yeah, it's been really, really nice summer break for me. I think uh, uh, for me, I think it was one of the best moments of the year because uh, after the injury, I needed the, this time and I could make a bit of everything. Time time for relax with the friends. Uh, time to enjoy also the the beach, but also to train and and get ready for the second half of the season. What was, what, sorry, I was gonna I just going to
2: say, it's a bit longer this year as well, right? Yeah, just yeah. that extra yeah. time helped you out a bit? Maybe
0: a bit too much because in the last <laughs> weeks I was I was really looking forward to, to come back and to to start racing, but but yeah, I think it was good enough and, and, and time enough also for me to recover and I'm feeling almost 100%. I think I'm still missing some strength, but much better than in, in the last race, so really happy.
1: What was the most important part of that rest period for you? Was it the, actual rest itself or needing to build back strength again?
0: Well, I think both, no, because uh, I had like um, a small uh, muscle injury also after racing, so I, need that, I needed that time for, for rest and to, to get well again. And afterwards, I started preparing a lot the, 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 the training and, and also the, the strength, uh, and, and I feel much better, uh, a lot stronger than in the last race. Okay. So I think both, both sides were really important okay. for me
2: so we want to talk about a few different things this podcast the point is not to be like so Jorge how are you feeling about the weekend so Jorge tell us about this moment bit more of an informal chat okay so with you at the start of your career going back a little bit motor three that kind of era obviously you've been incredibly fast most of the time you've been in the paddock but there's also that kind of strength mental toughness we've seen you need when with a few injuries last year with Covid as well But in Motor 3, you were so quick, but it took you a while to then get onto the top step. And it seems like learn how to turn that speed into a win. Is that something you do have to learn or? Starting off your career here, is the speed more important, or what? How is that journey start it's for It's difficult, difficult
0: to say because uh, you know, if if, if I knew uh, how to win, for sure, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will do it in the first race. No, but I think uh, the experience gives you these 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 wins, no? Because if you're a fast rider at the end, at the end of the day, someday you will you will be winning. And yeah, I remember in Moto3, I was making already a lot of pole positions, but I was missing this this victory a lot. I think uh, maybe when you want something too much, uh, maybe you stress a bit and you don't think um, clear. And I think in that moment, uh, also another riders like Mir was really, really strong in the battle and fighting. And and yeah, that's why also I was missing uh, the the victory, also some injuries. It was a really tough year for me, but finally in Valencia, uh, I was uh, full focus and I, I was working a lot to. To make maybe another strategy, try to, 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 to be away you know, and to, to have a, a good gap to win. And, and yeah, at the end, you have to, to find your, your own strategy and your own way to win. And finally, I did it. So
1: How hard was that? to go, because that was a full season, it wasn't a COVID season, it was, you know, yeah. to get it right at the end, but you started the season with that pole position. Well, yeah. Did, at what point, was there a point where you're like,
0: ah, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I started really good with the uh, first race in Qatar pole position already, but then I was making podiums almost every race, and I was happy with this. Mm. I was making points, I was battling for a championship because I was really close. And then when we arrived to Germany, I remember that I was um, first, all the, all the first practice, and then in the second practice, yeah. I had this big injury, and I think this was the best moment of my of the year because I was coming in a really good shape to to Sachsen Ring, and I think was the maybe the moment to win. Um, but yeah, uh, then we lost a lot of time. Anyway, I was always battling; that was the important thing. And yeah, that's why also I decided to to stay in Moto3 another year because I had a lot of chances to go to Moto2, but right. maybe sometimes it's better to to stop a bit, try to think uh, the best the best option. And, and obviously it was to remain because the, the, the year after I won the I won the championship.
2: You did. You seem to really have learned how to win yeah. for, forever then. Yeah, we will see it in <laughs> the, the, in next the second year. year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously that was an incredible year for you. It was also a great year for the fans watching that battle between you guys. Obviously Marco Buzeghi for most of the time and then Fabio right at the end as well really came on strong. But once you have got that win then, how do you then keep it going? Is it pressure gone? Is it? What's the difference once you've taken that victory to then go on and fight for the championship like you did and then take it as well?
0: Yeah, for sure when you arrive in the World Championship, you need to believe, believe in yourself and it's not easy. No? Uh, firstly, you want to make a point, a point, just a point. Then you want to make a top ten, then a podium and everything is coming easier, no, uh, for sure. I think the first barrier is the podium. sometimes a riders stay a lot of years mm. trying to yeah. to fight for that podium and then when when it came then you then they make a lot of, of podiums in a row. I think mentally it's really important to to believe in yourself and that's the way to to do it and When I won, I remember all the summer all the um, the winter break I was trained and and I knew I could win, so I was uh, really motivated to start the the 2018
1: season was there was there a part of you which wished there was another race on the end of that to get another <laughs> yeah, one so let's so. add yeah. on
2: another five now guys yeah, yeah, yeah. i've got it yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my moment <laughs>
1: well, why is it though that there are some riders i don't want to name names and pick on anybody but there are some riders who get that one win and then they don't get another one why is that
0: i don't know uh, maybe it's, maybe they are lucky No, in, yeah. in some point of their career maybe they are not talented enough or yeah. i don't know uh, or maybe they, they don't work in the best way that Mm. you can. Uh, For sure, if you have the talent and you work correctly, for sure results come. Yeah. Um, And you know, I think I am an example of that.
1: Yeah, so for you, it was like, I've got the win, I can do it again.
0: If you can do one one thing, I mean, if you can do it one one time, you can do it Mm -hmm. more times for sure. Okay, so Moto2
2: then. Obviously, you said then that you had the chance to move up before you did, but you chose to stay. Then Moto2, you had, a bit of a more difficult time at times and then last year of course Covid got in the way as well and when you lose the chance to fight for that championship were you tempted again to be like no I'm going to stay I'm going to stay and take it or did you feel the time was right and what's the difference between then and when you made that decision in Moto3?
0: Well yeah when when I last year in Moto2 for sure was was good but the year before also, yeah, it was really difficult with the KTM, we were struggling a lot. Also, Brad, he was struggling. We were uh, struggling even to, to make points, so it was really difficult. But then, uh, when, the, when the project stops, uh, I remember we, we, keep the, we kept the, ch- the same frame for all the season, and then we started to, to work in a, in a better way and, and making results. At the end of the year, I did two volumes. I was uh, constantly in the top five, so at the end of the, of the year, it was really good. But, but yeah, my target was to stay two years in Moto2 because I think sometimes some riders also, you can see that if you stay more than two years, then it's more difficult to to, to go up in MotoGP at the end of the day. MotoGP is the target for all the riders. And I, sw- I signed the contract quite quite early um, because I, I wanted to, to jump. But I was also convinced that I was going to be fast in Moto2 and, and yeah, last year, I mean, I, I won races, I did a lot of podiums. Um, we
1: won't talk about the one here.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah. For, for me it was a victory. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> the important thing. And, and yeah, um, I was unlucky because I, I had the COVID, uh, the first rider yeah. also. Oh,
2: yeah. and I, yeah. I, I remember anyway, getting the phone call about that. I was like, yeah, no.
0: yeah, yeah. It was really unlucky. Also, I mean, losing two races because of COVID. Then, two races I was, uh, the two races I was back, I, I did zero. And even though I recovered points to the, to the, The first rider, so I mean, I was uh, with the. um, It it was my moment also to win the the championship last year, and yeah, maybe this is the thing I it hurts the most. Mm. But but yeah, at the end I am in Ducati in MotoGP with a factory bike and. uh, Can't
1: complain too much, can you?
0: I mean, I can't complain. (laughs) It's okay for me. (laughs) I do
1: want to ask you though about like motivation and whether you have had to change the form of motivation at different times in your career because of an injury or because you stepped on a Moto2 bike and the, the KTM wasn't quite as good as you had hoped it would be. And then you changed your motivation again last year because you can no longer win the championship because of having COVID. Does it ever, did it change for you or is it always just the same motivation? I'll just get win races and see what
0: happens. Yeah, for sure it's different. I mean, when I, when I won the Moto3 World Championship and I jumped into, into Moto2, my expectations were really high, because you come from, from winning almost yeah. every race. And then you, you, you go to Moto2 and, and you are 15. So this, this was really difficult for me mentally. I, I remember I was crying a lot. Also, yeah. sometimes after maybe FP3 that I was out of, of Q2 or some moments that you... I was doubting about myself, even if I was world champion, I was doubting. No, And these moments were really tough. But, but yeah, at the end, um, the only the only person that uh, knows me, no, is me, mm. and and I was able to re- regain no this this motivation and try to fight back, and, and yeah, at the end of the day, I was I was motivated enough to, to be back on the podium. But mm. it's not easy, also, in MotoGP. I mean, last injury was tough. Yeah. Um, it was a moment I I I said no in the interview with with Dorna that I was thinking even to quit because there are some really tough moments. uh, but, But yeah, afterwards I think I, yeah, I want to win. I want results and that's why I keep pushing myself.
2: So what made you not quit then? How do you come back from that point? Is that almost, is that the secret to being here and being successful? If you can take those moments and then climb your way back up again?
0: For sure, for me, it's better not to have these moments because if you, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you just think about it one second, oh, yeah. uh, it's, not, it's not good because, uh, for sure, some, some part of you wants to quit if you mm. think about it, but for sure, when you are in your lowest, uh, you, don't wa- you don't think about winning, you don't think about uh, when, you, when you celebrate, you just think that you have pain, that you don't want to be in that pain. But yeah, for sure, when you improve, uh, then you, you feel better again. And you want to come back and, and train again to be to be on the bike. But in that moment it was really difficult.
1: Uh, I, do, uh, I Yeah, because looking through some of the statistics and, and some of the crashes that you had, that's is it. Have you sort of built up lessons from each either injury or race loss? Like not not just talking about injuries here to then when you come in a situation like you had this year, that it feels not normal, but like, okay, I know what to do again. Is
0: is that how it is? Yeah, I mean, I am one, I am one rider that uh, used to recover really fast and come, I come back really, really fast after an injury. But for sure, it's not the same in Moto three than in Moto GP, no? mm-hmm. because you have bigger bike, yeah, uh, better riders. Uh, I mean, here we are the top level of the world and. And for sure last, last injury I was thinking yeah, I can come back, I, was, I did podium in Qatar, now I can be back again in a good level. But, but yeah, I mean in Moto3 it was much easier. I remember coming back here in Austria oh goodness, yeah. and I was on the podium uh, two times. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, for sure now in MotoGP everything is more difficult than also coming from an injury. But yeah, the, the important thing is to learn from mistakes, um, try not to repeat the same mistakes as in the past. But, you know, you always can make mistakes, uh, new, new, new mistakes, not different <laughs> mistakes. But I hope to to be more calm from now on and try to understand the situations before pushing. Mm. I
2: guess as well, coming into MotoGP, obviously, like you said, it's what every rider is aiming for. You've made it here, you knew you had that contract quite early as well. Mentally, you have a little bit longer knowing where you're going, what you're going to be doing but when you do start in the premier class, you head out in those tests and you're like, okay, I'm literally on the grid with like Rossi and Mark and these people who've been winning for decades, if you include Valentino, how do you prepare for that feeling? Is it really different to kind of take on like, right, this is literally the top level now?
0: Yeah, it's it's nice also, but, but yeah, it's, I mean, anything Get ready for that. Just I just uh, went to the test, uh, <laughs> went on the bike, and I, love and, how that is. <laughs> and, and I tried my best. But but yeah, for sure the good thing is that when you go, when you you jump into MotoGP, you you're not thinking to win. You just think last, like I mean I want to enjoy. I want to have fun, and and for sure being with these guys is amazing. Uh, yeah, maybe the first test and the first race also that I was battling with Valentino was really nice, and I really enjoyed. But from that point. They are just another rivals and you just want to, to beat awesome.
1: them. Yeah, to just um, destroy them. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> not destroy them, but for sure <laughs> to, be on, to be in front. And, and yeah, I really enjoy to, to watch the, the pictures, no, the photos uh, in the evening with, with great riders. I really enjoy. And also I try to learn from them no, because at the end uh, they, are, they are legends and mm. to be here is amazing
1: sounds like you already at this, in the first half of the season, really appreciate just the fact that you are a MotoGP rider, that you've made it to that level. Is that true?
0: I think, I mean, I still don't believe it. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I've been all my life uh, fighting for this. Hmm. And for sure I have bigger, bigger targets you know, in my life, I like to be world champion in MotoGP. But, but yeah, still when, when I come to the paddock and, and see all the tracks, all the bikes, all the team that mm-hmm. I have around me, It's crazy. A lot of people working for me and you feel more important, but it's still difficult to, to, to manage the situation. It
1: doesn't sound like you feel too much pressure from that though.
0: No, I mean, I, I, I don't feel pressure for the moment. I feel pressure when I I need to win or my team is asking me for win. It's also good for me because when I have pressure, actually, I, I, I push myself in a better way, but, but yeah, Uh, I I don't feel pressure, I just want to to enjoy, try to learn and try to be as fast as possible.
2: Well, you've already ticked a couple of goals off, I guess. That incredible (laughs) weekend in Qatar really started on a high this season. How did that feel, and if you say you don't even believe that you're here yet even competing in MotoGP, do you believe that you've like, been on the podium already and in that incredible stint you had as well leading that race? It was an amazing weekend.
0: yeah, it was amazing. I think also because of Qatar now I don't have this pressure no? because uh, one target early, one, like, one really yeah. important target decision was to make a podium, and I just did it on the second race, so afterwards it well, was like <laughs> I, I did it already, yeah, yeah. now I can relax a bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, when, when this kind of weekends uh, appears, no? that you, from FP1, you feel good, you feel in top five, and everything is coming easy, you need to take profit of this. And yeah, I did a really, a really great job in that race. I wasn't expecting to be on the podium. Even, that, even if I was starting on pole, my, my, my target was to finish top seven, top eight and try right. to learn. I remember
2: reading your quotes on the Saturday yeah, yeah, yeah. and you were like, "No, I want no, to learn, tomorrow's a yeah. to learn. <laughs> and then however many laps you spent in the lead, we were like, but yeah. he's still there. He's yeah, still yeah, yeah, there. It yeah,
0: was, <laughs> was amazing, Yeah, for sure when Fabio overtook me, I tried my best to, yeah. to be on the podium. But but yeah, I think everybody was impressed, uh, but a lot of people were thinking that was possible. My team was pushing a lot and, okay. and they were believing more in, in me than, than myself. No, So it was uh, also great for me to, to know more about my team, about my new family because we just worked together for seven days in mm-hmm. that moment.
2: Well yeah, it's true as well. It's so early in the relationship yeah, it so we have wow, with early. them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but we, we are a great a great team. I have a, an amazing family here and I really enjoy to be here with them.
1: Last uh, sort of topic before we do our little quick fire questions. I like you you showed obviously in that first couple of weekends you are so naturally fast. But I always have a question when you get to MotoGP and you are fast at the blocks. If it is actual just talent making you that fast, or if it's actually the hard work and principles that you took from motor three to but motor two do
2: that, you that you make expect you fast I
0: think you like, no, I'm not talented. No, 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 at no, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, like, no, obviously, sure. talent's part of it, but like how it's much an about talent thing and of that is of makes it? I think, I mean, the guy that is fast uh, for, uh, for a whole lap mm. will be always fast for the whole lap. I yeah. mean, this is uh, one strong point that I have. Uh, for sure, you can take another rider and he will have another uh, good point, but. One of my, my top points is that I'm fast in one whole lap. And, mm. and yeah, in Moto3, Moto2, and also now in GP, I, I am able to find the limit and to, to manage this limit for one full lap without crashing, that is also important. <laughs> <laughs> But this is strange, because when you are there uh, making this lap, uh, you are not thinking how to finish, just to finish the mm. next corner. I, I just think like, yeah, next corner, and when I finish, the next one. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's corner by corner, right. not even lap by lap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of adrenaline, I can, I can push myself, and, and also physically, I think I can push myself to, to a point that when I finish the lap, I'm destroyed, mm. and maybe not all the riders can do this. But yeah, so you need to work a lot during the weekend to try to find this limit and, and you can put everything together in, in Saturday. That's really cool. Corner by corner, that sounds exhausting. It's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah, I don't know how
2: you have the <laughs> discipline to not just let it run away in your mind. I know obviously that's what that's the difference between you and me. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But things like this, how you manage to do that corner by corner by corner, lap after lap Mm. after lap is pretty incredible. But I want to ask as well, just one final thing. A lot of people say it's like a bit of a paddock phrase that you can't teach people to be fast, but you can teach them to stop crashing, for example. If there's that talent there, you can kind of work on the other stuff. What do do you think that's true at all? Because there's a lot of different ways to becoming a top level MotoGP rider. You see so many different journeys. What do you think it is just truly that whole package putting it together?
0: I think it's really difficult to understand the best way to to be fast or to be in a top level because um, it's not like football or basketball that everybody knows about it and, and they know like the The way to do it. Uh, Here you can see that all all the riders train a different way. Mm -hmm. Everybody is making different different things. And at the end of the day we are all fast, no? Uh, So so yeah, I try to make a bit of everything. And yeah, also I think uh, about what you were speaking, I think it's better also to to have a rider that is always pushing and crashing and and need to stop it, to stop him a bit, than to have a a rider that you need to motivate. No? And, and I am one of, of the first riders, uh, I always try to boost and maybe I, cr- I crash too much. But if you, try, if you control this rider, you can have a really a, a lot of potential. And, and yeah, I think we are working on it. <laughs> awesome.
2: Well, like we said, it started very well. And yeah, now yeah. with that reset after summer, let's see. Really so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck. Sure. Right then.
1: Quick final questions, couple minutes left. Okay. Let's, we always start off with this one, and then we have some from the fans as well. First one is, and you can have a think about this. Which three people, dead or alive, would you like to have at a dinner party together?
0: Ooh,
1: a dinner party? They can be anybody, celebrities, some people have chosen their friends, that's a bit boring, but...
2: Yeah, please don't do that
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if you want to come back to it, you can.
0: Okay, so... Well, it's difficult to say. eh? For sure... Let me think, let me think a little bit.
2: Do you want, we'll come back to that at the end, yeah? Should we leave Yeah, you? let me think, let me okay, think. Cool. I've got an idea of one. I think there are a lot
1: I, I think I know one you might say. You said about it in another interview previously. Oh, yeah. You want oh, to do the next yeah. one? Oh,
2: the pressure. Um, so we had one from Craig about the three tracks before, but like which three tracks are the best on calendar. However, Matt Polanski has now asked, which track not on the calendar would you like MotoGP to go to? So there's w- a few we've been to before, there's a few we've never
0: raced. Yeah, I would like to go to Jarama. You know Harama in okay. Madrid. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's
2: cl- yeah, uh, just <laughs> yeah.
0: five minutes from my my home my hometown and and you know uh, it's always nice to be there and mm-hmm. and it's a really nice layout, uh, with uphills and down and downhills a bit not like Portimao but Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> really Nowhere's enjoyable like but, but yeah now for MotoGP it's really dangerous because you don't have like when you when you crash you hit the wall, so yeah. for sure it's really difficult. Not ideal.
1: Awesome.
2: That's a good answer. Though. I didn't expect that. No, I well I mean again in well, yeah. Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Hey Mike
1: <laughs> Falcone says, Who helped you get where you are that we haven't heard about
0: before? I mean, there's a lot of people that you haven't heard before. Mm. But maybe yeah, I mean at, at the end of, at the end my father, my family that you know about him is the one that helped me the most. Oh, but nice. Yeah, my family in general, um, my 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 uncles, my grandf- my my grands also, and and yeah, maybe all the all my trainers, all my physios, my nutritionists, all these all these people Real team that effort. is helping me that, that you don't know. I think maybe because of them.
2: Cool. Okay, so Chicky McFly has asked, which day in your life would you like to relive?
0: Um, I would like to relive the. Um, the um, the 4th of november of 2018 when i won the the championship in moto 3 because
2: i love that you literally know the date yeah, yeah i have it here also <laughs> ah, okay 20 I'm i'm awesome. a big fan yeah, so yeah
0: because cool. uh, i think i didn't enjoy that much that day because Stretch. when you are there <laughs> inside you you don't believe it for sure mm. but you don't know how to you don't know how to enjoy it because it's the first time I uh, hope so I can repeat a World Championship to, mm. to be more prepared. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Nice>. <laughs> Just okay. to be more prepared to celebrate
0: exactly. well. Exactly. I love
1: it. Um, Team Japan GP, what is your personal or professional motto? So like a phrase that you say to yourself occasionally. Uh, or do you not have
0: one? What would it be? Yeah, I have one that uh, normally I say with my father is like uh, in, in Spanish we say por los negros, inside it's like um, the asphalt that is black. Yeah. It's like going in the black and don't go outside no that like always mm. pushing in the black is uh yeah in spanish um, it's a bit better yeah. But, but yeah it's a, it's a phrase that That's i cool. i say a lot
1: right your dinner party
0: yeah so people. dinner party uh, it's difficult i mean it's tough because there's a lot of people I think the first one will be Kevin Hart for sure because he's amazing. <laughs> I love I yeah, love yeah. his films and I will laugh a lot for
2: sure. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that. Maybe
0: both, I will say thinking a bit. Maybe Rafa Nadal because as I saw <laughs> because he's a really great um, sportman. And, well, yeah. I will learn a lot from him, mm-hmm. a lot. And pff, I don't know. Maybe some singer, no? Or some pff, it's difficult. Really difficult. Uh,
1: I think
0: Kevin Hart, maybe, maybe some reggaeton reggaeton singer. Oh, no, don't say yeah, that. <laughs> it, <love> it. <laughs> Nicky Jam, it. then. Maybe Nicky Jam. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Nicky Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart
2: is going to have quite a Spanishy <laughs> yeah. experience there. We, isn't we, he? We will,
0: for, uh, trust me, we will enjoy <laughs> yeah, a lot. That would be, <laughs> be very funny. But yeah, maybe Nicky Jam. I like his cool. his songs and I think he's a, natu- a really natural guy, so cool. it would be nice. Hi. Hey. Cool.
1: Thank you very much for your, you. for your time.
0: Thank you. Thanks
2: for your Yes, also. thank you so much and, yeah, best of luck with the rest thank of the you. season. Thank you. Let's for Qatar, like we said, and hopefully
0: more Full guys gas from always. here on out. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so hope you enjoyed that chat with Jorge Martin. We certainly enjoyed sitting down with him. He's been one on the list for a while, pretty interesting journey to where he is now, and especially even more so now he is a MotoGP race winner. So, yeah, as we already did reveal in the intro, who's the next guest? Yes,
1: Barry Granado. I was just wondering, Fan. Does that make the interview that we just done outdated now? we've actually won.
2: I guess in some ways, yeah. we need to probably also, try and by get by the them time back this on again. is
1: published. We'll know who won the Austrian Grand Prix as well.
2: We will indeed.
1: But uh, anyway, hope you enjoyed it. Eric yep. Granado, who might have won the coming Moto e race, is <laughs> on the podcast next week. <laughs> let's, see it, next let's see
2: if the uh, the blessing <laughs> continues. I know. But thank you very much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, come back for more. Let us know any questions, comments, feelings, anything. Nice and kind with it, please, as ever. Hashtag MotoGP um, Podcast. Or yeah, in the comment section on YouTube if that's where you're watching us and suffering our faces. Thanks very much and ciao for now. Yeah.